0: okay 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 versatile vigilante young vince uncle Vinny. we got a man that wears many hats in the building <laughs> mr t will yes sir my guy appreciate you coming out appreciate fam.
1: you for having me we had to bro like i said you're my you're my first interview ever so
0: when you told me that just now i got even happier man <laughs> like let's fucking go we're drinking coffee tonight too staying up indeed so how are you living bro i know you're a busy man yeah i'm good like um lily just came from working
1: um then after this i'm gonna be working more so it is a grind you know like as a hustler like there's no there's no nine to five really it's always like you're always on 24 hours you never know like you hit me up to do this i'm like all right i gotta i gotta do it you know so yes always working like that's just me staying busy i just came from montreal so i got to
0: have some fun but now you know it's back to work. I saw that, bro. How was Montreal? <laughs> we gotta dive into the weekend a little bit. Yo, Montreal was fun. It was my uh, it was my homie's birthday.
1: Shout out F A. It was his birthday, so um, me and like twenty of the homies, we all went to Montreal. Um, so we had we had we had a time out there. We we're in the clubs, we we're in the bars, we we're in the restaurants, we we're in the, in the stores. So,
0: yeah, it was fun. Shout out Montreal. Shout out Montreal. Montreal's a nice little switch up from Toronto. Sometimes, yeah, you know? like honestly, it feels like a whole different world. It is.
1: People are speaking French sometimes,
0: but, like, I was
1: telling my homie this because he was going to Montreal, and he's like, I don't know any French. Like, I don't know how I'm going to talk to people. And I'm like, don't let them play you. Like, they all speak English out there. Facts. They, they, they do speak English out there. But sometimes people talk to you in French, and then we went to, like, uh, I think it's called Oldport. Yeah. And it looks like Italy or something. Like, it looks super European and crazy. It's like, it's a different vibe. Like, yeah, it's a different vibe out there.
0: It is a different vibe, bro. It's... <laughs> it's different, like that's yeah, the best and that's crazy because
1: like I caught like I call everything down the street, but
0: like it's like down the street, like it is in terms of like yo know, four four hour drive you exactly can probably get yeah. there. That's not bad at all,
1: yeah. And it's like I get to use my same debit card, I get to use my same phone exactly. plan,
0: so I feel keep like, the cash.
1: I feel like I'm in Canada, but I'm like I'm not. Like it's crazy. So even like I went to Vancouver, and that's like that's a different so vibe I'll too. To say that, bro, yeah, like Vancouver's a completely different vibe, and then I don't think I've been anywhere anywhere else in Canada, but. Like yeah, Vancouver, Toronto and Montreal is like three different vibes. So
0: I agree. It's it's different parts of the world damn near. I exactly. Mean, even like
1: us. the states is like that though. Like every every state even has their own rules and shit. So like
0: it's Isn't like that wild?
1: Yeah, like each fifty states is different. So yeah, it's it's crazy that this one country is just multiple things, so
0: it is crazy, bro. I like that you brought that up. I feel the same way. Like the geography is so interesting when you think about, yeah, yeah, you know, different markets.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I like, I like, like traveling and like moving around a lot, and like, I'm not the type of person. I was like, all right, I'm on vacation. Let me sit back.
0: You want to explore? I can't
1: do that. I can't sit down. Like, I'm like, yo, what is their their music scene look like? Their club scene? Like what type of stories do they have? What is it like what are people wearing? Like what are the locals doing? Like if I'm on a resort, I'm jumping off the resort How I gotta go see what's going on, like for sure. So I just like I'm a i am I like exploring to see and just seeing like other people like all the people and how they move. I'm like a people watcher and shit too. So like <laughs> gotta Bro. see to
0: see what's going on, you know? You are speaking my language, (laughs) man. T wills a real one. Everything you're saying there, you're like describing myself, bro. uh, Because I'm the exact same way. When I'm out somewhere, let's make the most out of it. Like exactly. And but I'm not. I don't know if this is how you feel. I'm not too much into like the party party scene. I wanna Mm -hmm. like kind of you said, just wander the city. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: like you know, like I come from like the DJ background, you know, stuff like that. So I I have to go see like
0: part of the world.
1: Yeah, like or at least like let me see like. Like, I like going into stores, like, or like, if I'm an Uber, like, so when we were in Montreal, we jumped in this guy's Uber, and he's playing, like, French, like, rap music, like, francophone. Right. So he's playing French rap music. It's like, French, like, Afrobeat music. So I'm almost interested in, like, yo, what are people listening to out here? Because it's super different. And it's, like, s- s- shit you would have never heard, but you're jumping this guy's Uber, and it's, like, don't, pull, don't plug your aux in. Let's hear what he got to play. And you get to hear some different type of music. So, yeah, even if it's, like, I can't check out, like, your club scene, your party scene, like... Like, what are people listening to out here? Like, I'm always interested in that and just seeing, like, what's going on and stuff like that. And you always find new gems like that.
0: You're absolutely right, bro. Diving into the culture of a city. Exactly. You know? Absolutely. And you're from you're from Toronto. Yeah. Well, Scarborough. Shout out Scarborough, man.
1: You know, everyone in Toronto always got, like, a little subsection where they got a shout out. So, for me, Scarborough. Yeah. <laughs> I love that.
0: I love that. That's, a, again, a real Toronto shit. No cat. Like. <laughs> That's real Toronto shit. And with what you are talking about, I feel like Toronto's that way as well, even living here. Oh like, hundred yeah, percent. Bro, we need like the culture is different from the anywhere else in the world.
1: Like it's it's the best city just because. Okay, you go to somewhere else, maybe there's only like this community of people or this race of people, but like my friend group has every race of people, so you don't even look at that a certain way. Like my my Asian friends are eating black food, and my my black friends are eating white food, and like everything. So it's just like you're so we're so ingrained and mixed in mixing the culture where like. I'm hearing type of music that I would have never heard if I would only listen. Like, if I lived in Atlanta, I'm listening to straight chat music. Yep. Just based on this how it is. Now it's like, yo, I have friends that are are Nigerian are putting me onto, like, some deep-cut Afrobeat stuff that's not popular yet. Or I'm hearing some some music from other places around the world that are like you just never would have heard of if your friends were not of other different cultures and stuff like that. So being from Toronto is a crazy advantage. Even the food. Oh, man. Anything you want to eat, you can have it. And there's, like, a fusion of it, like in uh in Scarborough shout out uh, anyone in Scarborough you know Chris Jerk it's jerk chicken shawarma
0: poutine mm, that's on fire already man you What's know what i'm saying
1: so it's just like, like you're not you're, not you're not going anywhere else in the world and getting that you know what i'm saying so that's like the fusion of fusions like so the food the culture your music everything just becomes a certain way and like i think even like the way people like the outside world like views drake they're like why is this guy doing Afrobeat, Latin music, dancehall, all these type of things? And it's like for us, that makes total sense. Versatile, man. You're going to a party and you're hearing like every every genre, so that's just like in your blood. So it makes sense when Drake, like, decides to do like dancehall or Afrobeat or Latin music or house music. So
0: you're absolutely right, bro. And the thing about what you're saying too is sometimes you have to find that shit. He's a like- lot of it is not. I Like mainstream, I'll say like, quote unquote, mainstream Toronto is like CN Tower, like tourist spots. I yeah, mean. yeah. You're probably never going there if you're really nah, from nah. the city. <laughs> There's so much other shit to do, you know? Yeah. Like, um, I always say this to like
1: my girl or like people around. I'm like, what the fuck do you do when you travel to Toronto? And it's not like, yeah, like, band weekend, I understand. There's like bare shit to do. Other than that, I'm like, like, what do you do that would be like? crazy because we just like we have food we have like different parties and all this. but maybe it's just regular to me but i'm just like 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 what would you do like if someone came up to me and texted me like yo i'm in toronto what are they to do they do be like shit i don't know
0: <laughs> bro uh, um you you know the rapper wretch ever
1: he's Retch, from, yeah from, yeah, from yeah, new york
0: exactly yeah he yeah. said some real shit one time he was talking about his girl actually he's like the question was What's your, like, dating strategy or whatever? He's mm-hmm. like, yo, if you just do cool shit regularly, like, that's your life. Yeah, yeah. Just bring them with you. And I feel like that's the answer to your question, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> bring them with you while you're running around. They'll have a fu- in Toronto, they'll have a fucking great time. Bro. Yeah,
1: fact. Like, honestly, yeah, like, if you're running around with me, you could find yourself doing, fact. like, some, like, different shit. You'd be like, what the fuck? Cause- I have, like, friends from high school that, like, look at me as, like, yo, you're doing crazy shit. You're around crazy people. I'm just, like, eh, like, I don't know. But, like, that's just, like, the creative mentality where it's, like, okay, you're on you're on level – you feel like you're on level one because you're trying to get to level 10, and it seems so far, but you didn't realize, okay, like, if you look back five years ago, this was level
0: 10. Absolutely right. So I,
1: I, I find myself doing that where I'm, like – I, I don't really do shit like even when you ask to interview me it's like that imposter syndrome like like what the fuck are you gonna talk talk to me about then you look back and you, like you're like oh okay like yeah yeah this is where i wanted to go but it's like now like i said that level 10 now is level two or something you know so you just start looking farther and farther and then, like the dreams get bigger and your aspirations grow and everything like that so um yeah just like i think just yeah
0: I 100% agree with you, bro. Because it's, I've said it kind of like this before. It's exercise. All the shit you do is exercise. Mm -hmm. You do do consistent exercise, you're going to be stronger. Exactly. And the creative stuff, it's the fucking same. Exactly.
1: Like that 10,000 hour shit is so real. It is. It's so real. And like, even when you get to 10,000, like, get ready to start at zero again.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Whole other section to deal with now, man. Yo, so. I can tell you were always a, a creative guy. Like, I just get that vibe. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I always say so, like, ever since I was young.
1: Like, I always remember this story. Like, I don't know why it stuck with me, but it was, like, a field trip, and we went somewhere, and they were asking, they were going around asking everybody, like, like what do you want to do when you grow up? What do you want to do when you grow up? And everybody was, like, saying, like, you know, like, whatever. Like, I want to be a nurse. da-da-da. And I was like, I want to be famous. And then they, they gave me a follow-up question. <laughs> they are like, Famous for what? I'm like, I don't know, but I know like I don't want like a regular job. And that was like years ago, even before like I had any aspirations of like becoming in the music industry or anything like that. Like like I said, I didn't even know what I wanted to do. I'm like, I wanna be like I don't want a regular job. I knew that from young. From young I knew that.
0: What was the what was the first thing you kinda did to go down that direction? Like having the thoughts one thing, but the actions whole different. When was that first step you feel? Or even not, like, the first ever step, but mm-hmm. even a moment where you're, like, no, like, I really feel this way.
1: I don't know. There was, like, a bunch of those. It was, like, when everybody was, like, like when FaZe Clan was, like, coming okay. up, it's, like, okay, I'm going to become a YouTuber and I'm going to do, like, gameplay videos. That didn't work. I never did it. Or I was, like, I'm going to be, like a, fil- like, a film director. So I was, like, filming, like, little, like, videos on, like, like your the family camera and things like that. Or, like, um... I was, like, rapping at one point or becoming a producer at one point. And then I think, yeah, when I got, when I arrived at DJing eventually in, like, grade 11, grade 10, grade 11, that's when I was kind of just, like, like, that was, like, the first time in, like, okay, this works, this works, this works. So then I stay, I stayed on that. And then that eventually grows into other things. But, like, DJing was, like, the first time when, like, I got somewhere and I'm, like, okay, yeah, I think I can really do this shit, like, for real.
0: Got you. Got you. And I see, like, DJing is still a consistent thing that you do.
1: Yeah, so, like, I think, like, I don't think that will ever go anywhere. But the dreams have definitely grown to, like, I want to work behind the scenes, uh, like, with artists. Or I want to, like, have, like, my hands on the music. Or, um, yeah, like, event planning or being a part of concerts. And, like, even just, like... Like, I have this conversation all the time. I'm just like, there's so much roles to do in the music industry that is, like, not talked about. Like, everyone always thinks about, okay, I want to be the rapper. If you're not the rapper, you're the producer. If you're not the producer, you're the A&R. Like, everyone always talks about, like, those, like, three roles. I'm like, yo, there's thousands of jobs that you can do that are, like, sick. And you can get paid, like, pretty nice. And have a salary where it's, like, you're not relying on a hit or someone else to make sure your shit's booming. So, yeah, the dream grows, but, like... I think, yeah, DJing is always gonna be there, but I really have no, like for me, no, like, shade to any DJs, cause I, like, what DJs do is amazing, but, like, for me, I'm like, DJing has a ceiling where I'm like, especially as a hip hop DJ, if you're not, like, producing your own music or whatever, like, how far can you go? You can, yeah, you can have residency in Vegas. Okay, cool. Well, like, what else? And once I realize, I'm like, okay, that's the top of, like, what I can do, I'm like, I can still get there, but, like, I think I want more than that. So, like, yeah, DJing is cool, and then um, yeah, just like you just had to pivot. Like when COVID happened, it's like, the fuck is a DJ gonna do? Like, I, I could, I, I'm not that guy. I'm not that type of DJ where I can entertain a camera and it's just me DJing in the room to a live stream. I right. can, like that's that's not me. I'm, a, I'm I play for the crowd. I like, I'm gonna get the crowd excited. So yeah, like when that happened too, I'm like, like you see, like this is not really.
0: That's I, I like the way you put it, bro. I have those thoughts myself and conversations myself where it's like you have a dream but you also can't be naive exactly you you have to have your eyes open Mm -hmm. you know it's dream huge but be smart you got to understand the game too exactly yeah and like i said there's so much
1: roles like even like what you're doing here okay yeah you have the podcast but like there's guys that have three podcasts yeah or you can go on radio or you can start doing other stuff so like what people do is also is cool but like i guess understand like the scope of like the landscape in the game is like is like a big thing like if someone if anyone was looking for this for advice like understand like what is that ceiling if a ceiling exists yeah and then how could you like pivot your skills as a dj like there was um there was this instagram post one time it was like how do you transfer your skills as a dj to do other things Well, you know how to place records, so you can do um, A and R work, or you can do playlisting, curation, and other things like that. So even like when I apply for like music industry jobs at labels or stuff like that, now it's like, okay, I don't have any experience on paper, but as a DJ, what what did you learn? And then that that stuff actually comes in handy half of the time, right? Because you're learning other skills. So yeah, don't like limit yourself to one thing, because that's your like obviously you know like chase your dream, but there's there's so much stuff within the creative field that like you can still hit your dreams and do it in a different way.
0: You're absolutely right, bro, and it's true. It's like you can't put ceiling on yourself, limit on yourself. But a question I want to ask you because I deal with this. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel like maybe you got your hand in too many different things at once, or oh hell yeah, <laughs> okay, speak on that, bro. I
1: deal with that too. Even like um, but then I realize no one has it figured out. So well like. Said.
0: Like, we're all, we're all kind of
1: all faking it.
0: (laughs) Very well said. But, like,
1: because, like, we were in, I was in the Remix Project uh, last year for PR. So a lot of people came and talked to us that, like, do multiple stuff. So there's, like, there was, like, people that, like, worked at this big brand and this label, but they're also a journalist, and they're also an event planner, and they're also this, and they're also this. And the question I kept asking them was, like, "How how do you juggle everything? And they're like, I don't. Yeah. They're like, You just try and be as organized as possible and just do your best at things. But, like, they don't have it down. And I'm like, okay, if you're working at this big company doing all this, all right, shit, then I don't really have to have my shit together. And then I think that realization kind of helped me. But it's also just, like, like I like like being on top of everything. So, like, knowing myself is, like, a big thing. So, like, if I work, if if I know I have nine to five work, And I need an hour to get here or whatever, or this is going to take this amount of time or this is going to do that. Like, I'm cool to say no. But also, I also understand, like, the the weight of, like, what one thing can do or what. Like, if I say no to a DJ gig, sometimes I'm saying no to, like, 10 after.
0: 100%. So it's just,
1: like, just being on top of certain stuff and just, like, like I said, like, this is, like, a 24-hour job. There's
0: no, like, there's no signing out. No signing out, no days off. Exactly.
1: Man. So, yeah, that's, I guess, that's how, if I ask.
0: Are you going through this right now? Because, bro, I literally had these conversations and thoughts, like, this week. Like, it's tripping me out. <laughs> You're telling me about shit that I've literally just been thinking about.
1: Yeah. I think, literally, <laughs> I think you could talk to any creative, and they're, they're like this, too. Especially, like, the, the kind of creative we are, where it's, like, you kind of, like, you wear multiple hats. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, I'm pretty sure you're editing the audio, you're filming this right now, you're doing the interview, you're preparing for the interview. Then you're also thinking about, okay, this interview's happening now. What's the next interview happening after this? So, like, that alone within a podcast, you're wearing, like, five production hats alone. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure you probably have other responsibilities or other things that you do in your life, so... I think everyone as a creative is like that. Unless you're working, like, you're. I feel like if you're, like, an artist and you're, like, a full-time artist and you can kind of make some change where you can just live that life, where you can only make music, then cool. But I think most artists are like, you're also, like, the producer. You're also the songwriter. You're also the marketer. You're the A&R. You're the manager. So I think everyone wears different hats. And, like I said, nobody knows what the fuck is going on. Like, we're all just, and I think once everybody knows that, like once, like that smoke and mirrors clears, and the people that are trying to get into this understand that, I think a lot more stuff. Like I think a lot more people will be like, okay, like I can chill.
0: Wow, bro! I one thousand percent agree again. It's kind of like we're the boss of our own life. Exactly. We make the best moves we can. I like putting it this area. Baseball fan by any chance? No,
1: but, like, I'm interested to hear where this goes. Bro, baseball,
0: <laughs> 162 games in the regular season. That's a fuckload of games. Holy shit. The best team will win, like, 100 games. That means they lost 62 times. Mm-hmm. They were the best. Yeah. Best team. Yeah. And I think that's how life is, bro. Like, you're never not going to take L's. For that reason you said, we're, there's no days off. There's exactly. no signing out. Mm-hmm. But we're going to get some fucking wins, too.
1: Exactly. You know, and then, like, when you get those wins, like, remember those more than the loss. Because I think a lot of times, like, ah, we focus on a loss. But, like, a win is a win. Like, it doesn't matter if it was small. Like, okay, this A&R followed me or, like, liked my picture or this, okay, you're on the radar of these people or this person commented on your thing or this got this got 20 views and the last one got 10. Yeah. You know, so, like, take any win you can and just just move forward and it's okay. Like you said, you got you got 20 this time. Okay, let's get 30.
0: Absolutely right, man. Because we're the we're the ones seeing everything we do, like every day.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like you know? I know you probably like watch back your interviews or like say shit like that, and you're like, "Fuck, I should ask this question." Or like, "Oh, why did I do that?" Or, uh, but, like, like
0: <laughs> yeah. There's always something, and then there's always something next.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Like even um, I always tell people like uh, with events and shit, when we think crisis is going on, the crowd is like, "Oh, this is like." This is amazing. Huge this is ama- Like, a lot of people are like, ah, this is good. I'm like, yo, do you understand what the fuck is going on in the background right now? Like, this shit is a damn mess. But they don't know. So, like, a lot of people, like, they just don't even see the the behind the scenes or know the behind the scenes is a mess. They just see, like, what's presented to them or, like, what's going on. And they're like, ah, this is amazing. It's just that we're seeing everything. We're like, ah, I could did this better. This this is fucked up. Ah, this person fucked up, whatever. So, yeah, like, I feel like we're just our biggest, our biggest hurdle, like, like anyone that stops you half of the time is probably you and that that's a big thing for me half of the time I'm stopping myself and it's like if like I move out the way like was, how much productive I could be it would be like crazier but you
0: know? I feel you on that bro you I'm just like... get through that yourself exactly that's a life that's a life journey bro that's a life journey kind of your point of no one figured it out exactly you ask an old person like what's the key to life they usually won't say like do this 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 mm-hmm. and this usually gonna be like do do your thing like do exactly yes yeah. you know There's no 100%. manual out here
1: definitely not like I yeah no one knows what the fuck's going on
0: <laughs> real <laughs> shit bro so you stuck with the djing was that the, was that early on djing at clubs or was it more local party stuff like that the dj life um like i said it started like
1: grade 10 11 so yeah. what was cool is that our high school had like like dj equipment Hmm. so like we would literally just set it up shout out stage crew, but we literally set it like dj equipment like speakers like random times basketball games lunchtime whenever and we would just dj so we we're just playing tracks and all that stuff so that kind of started in high school where we were playing like music for the basketball games or music for like the school dance or like certain shit like that and then um before i even had my own equipment i, I dj like a house party on virtual dj so that's just like a computer program where i was using a mouse and i was DJing a party like a house party. And then, yeah, eventually I bought my own shit. And then, um, yeah, it was this house parties, like, random house parties that, like, I was going to end up going to. And I was just like, yo, let me DJ that. <laughs> like, that was, like, my thing. I would just tell people, yeah, let me DJ that. And they would have a DJ. It was free. Um, then eventually I started getting paid. And then as we kind of, like, moved out of high school, there was, like, these random opportunities where, like, there was this, like, this warehouse, 170 Spadina. If you've ever been to 170 Spadana, you, you know, like, this shit is, like, legendary shit goes down 170 Spadana. So, um, that was our spot, and it was, like, a warehouse that fit, like, 400 people, and we would, like, pack it out, and, like, it would be fucking crazy. There were, then there was, like, this, like, trap house, like, behind it that was crazy as well. Um, yeah, they were just, like, I was just doing random venues, like, all through, like, 2016, 2017, and then yeah like it, it the dj life was just random it was just like i was going gig the gig the gig the gig and it was like whatever people needed like i was there you needed a school dance i was there it was a barbecue i was there house party i was there uh concert local showcase i'm there so i've i've done everything as a dj like it's crazy yeah and then, your
0: dj stripes
1: yeah and like the clubs i didn't even start doing clubs until like more recently like I was never like the club DJ. Like it was always like the most random, like underground type shit. And even the clubs I do now is like it's not like the big, like extravagant rebel, whatever like that. It's like the the low key like lounges that are like clubs as well, but they're like they're fire, like the sorry not Sorrys, the libertines, the apartment two hundreds, uh like little hole in the wall spots where like if you know you know and the creative scenes boom in there. Like that's the shit I've always done and always found like more like 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 fun out of that. I definitely right. do wanna do like a big club that's like like packed out, everyone's like there, their turn. And, like I just play a bunch of tracks. But yeah, I'm just taking it how I go, like whoever texts me or calls me, whatever, is like, yo, you want to do this? Like, that's what we're gonna do. I love that man.
0: That's how it has to be, bro. Exactly. It's kind of staying present and enjoying as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. Yo, you mentioned some clubs that I found jokes because I've never been inside sorry, not sorry, but mm. every fucking time I'm in that neighborhood, it's packed bro mm, yeah. Unbelievable. unbelievable it's crazy what's so good about this place i'm just um, curious so there, i'm a so, toronto guy that i trust his opinion <laughs> man so there,
1: there's actually two venues like within that so there's ampm is on the top floor okay that's more like clubby stuff like that and there's a bottom sorry not sorry that's it's like a basement just imagine like a basement party with like bottle service right and so the ceiling's low it's like vibes in there like you might get a bit less mainstream tracks but it's, the energy is going to be pop like popping and it's like it's small in there. It's like close. There's only like 150 people can fit in there and the DJs are like really like ingrained in the crowd and like it's, yeah it's just like it's popping. Yeah, it's just like it's very community almost where, like cuz I would, like even like what I always say like like if you go to the states, if you go to like Miami Vegas, it's all about the club name like yeah this club, like you go to like Club Live, like that is the club, and that club has a brand. Here, the DJs run is running shit. Mm-hmm. So if this DJ is at this random bar, lounge, hole in the wall, basement, whatever, people are pulling up if people fuck with that DJ. So that's just like that. Like that's why. Sorry, not sorry. Like if there's like a pop, like if there's like boosty fade going on, or there's like certain DJ spinning going on, you're gonna see it packed okay and 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 the vibes in there are gonna be like the best shit ever like i know you say you're not a party guy but you should just go one time I'm just down, be like bro. a like a fly in the wall and just like watch
0: you dj there
1: um i have yeah next i done like my own parties there next
0: time you fucking dj let me know bro yeah, for sure.
1: and like it's like yeah you're gonna have a All good right. time it's not because it's not like a lot of clubs these days that people don't really fuck with is like it's based on bottle service so people are not really dancing and shit like that sorry not sorry you're gonna see a bit more dancing and like having fun
0: and shit like that i love that, bro i'm down i i i always fuck with the sh- like the street level partying like yeah like sorry not sorry to me is like toronto real toronto shit like, exactly
1: yeah like what you said like if like if i was someone wanted a recommendation of like where to go i'm being like yo go over there yeah go to colty go to apartment 200 go to liberty
0: you know the spots for real yeah yeah that's that's what I fuck with, bro. Because again, I wanted to talk to you. You're someone that moves around. You're outside. That's how I like to phrase it. I respect <laughs> that. Hearing your opinions because you're seeing it and doing it. Mm-hmm. So a question that I had for you was: How is the Toronto nightlife scene? Because I hear I hear two different things. I see it with my own eyes, but yeah. I'm not in the clubs and shit.
1: Yeah. Well, I would say like there's there's two different worlds. If you're in the nightlife scene, you you know this. There's King Street, and then there's like. Dundas West, Queen yes. West, all the ten those areas. So King Street West is where people are like, ah, this shit's ass. Duh, duh, duh. It's also you gotta like you gotta know where to go. You gotta go when. You gotta know when to go, and you gotta like you gotta like know some people to have like a really good time. And like Boy. I said, follow the DJs. So King Street, those are your mainstream clubs. Um, you're gonna find maybe a, a bit more like EDM dance music on most part, but there is places like Forty Four. There's Door 3, um, Toy Box on, like, Saturdays, um, Century. Yeah. There's, like, different places where you can find, like, your hip-hops and stuff like that. So on King Street, is it's, it's expensive, and it's really reliant on bottle service and that type of nightlife. Yes. Um, if you're a person of color, I don't really know if maybe that's the spot you want to go to just because of how things go sometimes. But, like like I said, depending on, like, when you go, where you go, how you go it'd be a different experience. Now, your, your Queen West, your Dundas, your, your Ozitin, like, those areas, those are, like, where you're gonna find, like I said, like, the hole in the wall spots, like, those Libertines, Coltis, all those places I mentioned before, that's where you're gonna start finding more culture, where you're gonna start hearing, like, Afro beats and dance halls mixed in with hip-hop and different mashups and different edits and things like that, so, for me, that's where I usually go. King Street is rare for me to really be at, but, like, there's, like, those random nights where you're just over there, but.
0: Real shit. No, yeah. I, I feel you on that, bro. I, I agree. I like, I also like Bloor, like, stretches of Bloor. Okay. Um, It's not too much club shit, but it's some random-ass spots, like Koreatown kind of. Okay. Up yeah, there's I, some never, interesting I never spots really too. did,
1: like, anything over That's there, That's some
0: good shit. We'll okay. go there one time, bro. Say that, yeah. Explore. Yeah, no, there's
1: a, there's a bunch. Even if you want to do, like, bar hopping and stuff like that, like, there's there's a bunch of areas you can go to, like. Nightlife in Toronto, there's a bunch of everything. If you don't know where to look, you're going to find yourself in a place where, like, ah, this is not your vibe. But there's, like, there's so much vibes that, like, you shouldn't be able to not find something. You, you just got to know where to look. So, if Facts. I'm looking over here and, like, this is my vibe over here, like, obviously, I'm not going to, like, I'm going to be like, ah, shit's ass. Bro. Once, once you find your tribe, it's like, okay, bet. Like, you
0: know? Exactly. Exactly. Did you ever watch? Do you remember the chef Anthony Bourdain? Nah. He had a show where you would go... To all these different cities and eat and he was coming to toronto and he's like i don't really like toronto he's like talking shit (laughs) and he got here and he got in touch with like some real guys in the city Mm -hmm. like restaurant owners like real toronto shit and he had the best time and the cook was like you need to know where you're going in toronto to have a good time you know it's not it's a place where you kind of have to wander a bit to find shit it's not right in your face exactly yeah
1: and like yeah, you really got to know somebody. You like, if you, know you, you came here just like not knowing anybody, like, I don't know, you might end up in the wrong neighborhood. You might end up in the wrong restaurant, like the wrong club, like I don't know. Like, it's like it's I, true, man. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: it's crazy. Yo, I love talking to like. To me, you're an important part of Toronto. Okay, like you're Appreciate doing it. your thing. You're <laughs> bro. This guy is a well-connected guy to you, Will, bro. Like, and and I respect that a lot. And. The reason I want, I like to talk to people like you, it reminds people that Toronto's a real fucking city, bro. Like a real factor. Yeah, yeah, A real big city. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love that type of shit. We forget that. I think we got that like underdog mentality too much sometimes. Like, no, yeah. Toronto like, has a lot of shit.
1: Yeah, like even the spe- speaking based just on like music, we have the best producers in the world. Like every album, every album, well, I'm speaking on hip hop, but every album in hip hop has a Toronto producer. You're seeing Boy Wonder, you're seeing Wonder Girl, you're seeing 1985, you're seeing all these people. We're the best producers in the world. We have uh, Drake and The Weeknd alone. like
0: And Justin so, Bieber, bro.
1: And Justin Bieber. And then you can go and Nelly Furtado. And you can go... you Avril know, Levine. Avril Levine. You know what I'm saying? Like Huge stars. Then you can go Tory Lanez, Nav. You can go like... The list is long, but we always like... I feel like the gap is so big from like drake to like whatever artist you want to put after that conversation so that people are like ah like it's hard to get there but like or like that was like a one-time thing but like yo be inspired by that
0: exactly man and you know what else too i've seen it a little more lately to like the like the like pressa and the smiley like guys that have really leveled up mm-hmm. i see them as factors in the hip hop game now, bro. Like exactly. I see other rappers like, yeah, posting like, pressa, like posting even Smiley. um like Bia, the yep. artist,
1: um she says she got her flow from Smiley.
0: Yeah, man, the culture so inspiration's people real. Are,
1: people are watching. Even like when like Six was like first started, you would randomly see like celebrities or like rappers from like other places of the world like following and commenting on Six's shit.
0: K Coke
1: exactly like random shit so, always like, toronto yeah like and there's like a lot of artists i like fuck with like toronto guys, like toronto people like even like ogZ from la is like that's exactly who i was thinking of yeah too. like yeah. he's
0: very involved like bro he's moving like he's from toronto <laughs> exactly lately, nah, bro. Like, yeah he like he loves it over here so he was in the apartment 200 i think too probably
1: yeah, yeah man uh, apartment 200 has seen a lot of like like sick people like David's been over there. Georgia Smith, like Skepta, like even Drake's been in Apartment 200. Like, Apartment 200 is is a legendary spot.
0: It's a legendary spot, man. You spun there as well?
1: Yeah, I spun there a couple times. Yeah, it's dope.
0: I got to ask you, like, the classic podcast interview question What's the wildest DJ what's night on, you had? Like, some um, crazy shit some fucking fans did? Some. Shit that happened, whatever, bro.
1: 2017 times like every shit was everything was fucking crazy. Okay. But uh there was this one party, um, like I said, uh, 170 Spadana, there was this trap house <laughs> behind it. Um so I was spinning there and um so this was like twenty seventeen when Killy was like bubbling. Yeah. Um so like Kilimanjaro was taking off, but distance wasn't out yet. In between there, it was like May 2020 May 2017. So it was turned in there. It was turned. All my people that were there know, like the floor was breaking. So like, so it was just jumping in there, like white, like like the parties we used to do, straight mosh pit from from till they run ten to two. By eleven you can't come in, and like by eleven fifteen the place is like sweat. they are sweating. You're sweating. You're like shit. It's hot in here. Like early is jumping. So like, um yeah, like the floor foundation was breaking. So the owner of the crib was like, "I don't want everyone to fall." Like, <laughs> like there was like no rules there, but he was just like looking out. Like he's like, "Yo, this shit about to break." I've broken a couple uh, floors of house parties before. People know, but um, yeah. So like this one, like the floor was breaking and shit. So um, they're like, "Yo, play some other shit that like people are not gonna like jump to." So I'm like, "I'm like, all right, so no more trap music. Let me just play like dancehall. Like it's not really a dancehall college, They're not gonna go crazy. They went. They went stupid." They went crazy then um so like yeah the floor is about to break Kelly's like standing on top of some shit going crazy um and then after the police come and they're like shutting it down so like you're looking out this way you're seeing lights flashing and then they're like the floor is the floor is about to break there's like like the floor foundation looking like this <laughs> um so then after i'm like so then hey like, yeah like party done lock out the music so um so yeah, um I, I packed my shit up real quick. Everyone's still in the house. And I I don't know how, but I I, I weasel my way through the crowd, my DJ shit. And then there was like this fence, and there was like one board missing out of the fence. You know those fences that just have like the yeah. board is just like this. So yeah. there was one board missing, and I slipped out of there, and then um I ho- I hopped out, I hopped out and I just escaped. Like no one see me even leave, no police talk to me, nothing. Like I just I weasel my way out. So yeah, that that was just one thing. I remember that I'm like, yo, this felt like a fucking movie from like the floor is breaking, the police is coming, they're coming inside, they're trying to they're trying to take people away. I'm like, I'm sneaking out in the middle of a fence. Like, that was like that was just one like I always remember that night like vividly like That's the, there's there's been there's been crazy ones. There's been uh I did a, a Halloween party at a frat house and like I said, like 10:30 filled like 200 people in there. People from the frat house are like, yo, you guys are fucking up our crib. You gotta shut it down. So they're trying to kick us out. People are like, trying to like climb through the windows. They're breaking windows to get into the party because it's so it's so fire. Like holy fuck. Man. Yeah, I just yeah. Twenty seventeen was just so fun. Like it was, it was it was literally a movie. Every like like I, there was another one where like the police came and tear gassed the party, and I, I escaped out of there too. No tear gas involved. <laughs> like. I always have like the quick setup. Like, I always like, cause you never know when a fight's gonna break out or whatever, whatever's gonna happen. So I always have my stuff. it's just like a quick setup. It's like, it's like this, boom, put this in the backpack, boom. I could be out in two minutes.
0: Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> you're you're a professional. Yeah, <laughs> like, I do you're this. Like I, like I
1: said, I started in Scarborough where like you never know when something could happen. So I've always been ready just to, to leave on a moment's notice, gone. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, bro. Yeah,
1: so like, yeah, those are my like crazy story. Like, I feel like they're not like like ext- like extremely crazy, but like, yeah, those are just like fun moments I remember as a DJ. <laughs> those are awesome
0: stories, bro. You broke the damn house and you got away. Yeah, yeah fire. No,
1: you break I broke. And I think I have like three floor foundations under my belt
0: right you're like shack breaking the back exactly bro. Yeah, but yeah. houses i fucking love that yeah and nah, i it,
1: it was dangerous times over there.
0: Time. <laughs> a lot of sometimes bro we think back on things too where it's like a lot of fun shit was quite dangerous oh 100 like, usually hand in hand 100 <laughs> percent. do you feel like you're as wild maybe i'll say wild as you once were or you feel like you're a little more hell no i'm super reserved now like yeah i'm, I'm chill but um
1: the, the mission has always been the same, so it's just, like... But I don't think I was ever, like, the, the, the crazy guy. Like, I was never, like, the super, like, whatever guy, but, like, I like I like more calm situations now. Like, <laughs> not really trying to break no floors or see, like, random fights
0: <laughs> or, you know, because... Yeah, you've seen that and done that.
1: Exactly, yeah. Like, even when I, like, accept certain gigs now, I'm like, like okay, like, what is the situation, like? It's got it's, got, it's got to be at a certain standard now because I'm not doing, like, the the random house party in this hood and, the, like, or I got to pull up with this or, like, i ra- I rather just, like, like let's do everything professional at this point now. Like, everything has to be, like, a certain standard.
0: I feel like that goes back to your early, earlier point in the interview of, like, you're reaching new levels.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: That comes with new shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, there was even, like, a DJ gig recently where I, I, I kind of knew. Not like it wasn't gonna be a good situation, so I'll just like, yeah, this is the price. If you guys are not paying the price, then like I'm, I'm really cool and not like pulling up, like. Oh yeah. Cause even like the way you price yourself is gonna gauge your your clientele almost. So if it's like very low, you're gonna get some people that maybe you're not that serious, and then at the end of the night when it's time to pay the check, it's like. Oh yeah, the party only made fifty bucks, so here's fifty bucks instead of the two hundred you. And it's like, like, I'm not at that point no more. Like, bills gotta get paid at this point, and like, money means more now than it did when I was nineteen.
0: That's a great point too. Yeah, that's a really good point, bro. How did you kind of start coming up? How how do you pay attention to what other DJs charge, or are you more like, this is what I was doing? This makes sense now.
1: Um, there kinda is like a standard price, but like you also gotta gauge it to like you're not gonna charge the, the club the same as much as you're gonna charge um like a house party. Sure. Or you're not gonna charge it as much as like a fashion show or certain things like that. Or like, a homie some, or something. Yeah, like certain like certain stuffs you're like you're probably not gonna take a loss but you're gonna you're gonna you'll take like a reduced pay. Or if I knew that like um like this could lead to more things, all right, what's your budget? Like, let's just do it um or for, like, I just, like, want to do it. I was going to pull up already. Like, there's no, like, base rate for me. Like, it's not right. always, like, okay, it has to be, like, 100 an hour or anything like that. It's always just, like, I'm pretty flexible. I kind of just gauge it based on, like, okay, what time is it? Like, how much is going to cost me to do this? How much prepper is going to take me? And then we'll just go from there. But as long as I know, like, I'm not going to lose money doing it or, like, I'm wasting time or whatever, then that's how you kind of make the price because it's flexible. You can make the price whatever you feel like it.
0: Real shit, that's the beauty of being your own boss at the end of the day.
1: Exactly, yeah. And, like, sometimes people just present you a price, and you're like, yes or no, or I didn't know that you had pockets like that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, big facts, man. (laughs) Business is business. Business is a separate part of your your work, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's real shit. And I think also good to talk about, because... There is a time to pay attention to that. There's a time for having fun. There's a time for this. But there's a time for the business. Exactly,
1: too. too. And I think, too, like, when people are starting, they think about, okay, everything has to be money. Like, even, like, now, um, like, I'm trying to get into, like, the more business world of things and stuff like that. So, I'm, like, I'm doing an unpaid internship. Okay. Some people would be, like, oh, I need money, da, 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 da. But, like. I've worked enough. I have other side hustles and stuff like that where I can take an unpaid internship to like, I know that's going to lead to more things. Or like when I first started DJing, like I said, shit was free. I wasn't, I wasn't making any money DJing, but now I cemented myself in the community where it's like, okay, now like there, there's things behind it. So like, if you're just starting out, like understand that okay you might have to do shit for free or for the, like the very low. And then you just have to know when to know yourself to, okay. Now they start charging a certain price.
0: Great. That's that's an awesome tip for anyone, bro. Because you're right, not every dollar is equal. Exactly. And experience is I still think the most valuable commodity, bro. As yeah, wild yeah. as it sounds, you get experience now, I know what to do.
1: Exactly, yeah. And like don't let people take take advantage of you. But like I think people put almost too much stock into money sometimes when especially in the creative scene, like you're only as good as your last project. Right. You're only good as your last gig. So if your last gig is was crazy, you never know. Someone might think, oh, how much did they pay you? And you didn't get any money off of it. but Or like I've, like I've done gigs where like I've left there with like 50 new followers. It's almost more valuable than things. Or like people are like, I've left gigs and they're like, oh, yeah, I want to hire you for this and this and this and this. Absolutely. Now one thing turned into five
0: absolutely bro that's good biz- that's good business sense. exactly i hear like i hear music industry people talk about music that way too where it's like maybe you're not gonna get paid too much on the music part of it but that could turn into your merch you can go on tour exactly. with this yeah. album like it can be way more income than just pay- paid for what you did
1: exactly yeah but like i said like don't let people take advantage like, there's always like that no. like there's like that borderline that like no one even knows exactly what it is. You kind of just gotta feel it and just gauge it.
0: Real shit, man. You you need that confidence to sell or buy, you know. Exactly, yeah. I love that. So, yo, with the events, w- w- was that something that just naturally started happening after DJing?
1: Yeah. Like, so it was like, um, I actually like wrote an article about this. Um, sick. So it's it was pretty much like I was DJing, but I felt like I kind of hit it. Um, like a wall where it's like okay i'm not getting any dj gigs so it was like how do i get more dj gigs i have to prove i can dj so i'm like instead of waiting for you to hire me i'm gonna hire myself so i started doing my own parties with like some friends and shit and i was hiring myself to dj every party so that way i was making money off of the door and shit like that i was planning these parties and I was also like Growing my stock As like a DJ Where like Oh he's really nice At this shit Right So That's how I kind of started Like me throwing parties And shit like that And then I always had like This mentality Where I was gonna go Um Like do parties Do like local showcases And then do Like concerts So that was always like The three steps I always had Um And like And like a festival In the future So Um yeah, because the way we used to do our parties, too, we used to have performances at the parties. So, like I said, Killy used to be, like, at our parties and, like, other rappers. Like, we even brought out D-Savage one time and other activists And, like, certain people have, like, pulled up to our parties and shit, and we've gotten them to, like, jump on the mic and just, like, perform tracks. Or, like, um yeah, we have, like, Kato and, like, Sega and Josh and SG Bands. Like, we used to have, like, a bunch of, like, local artists that were kind of doing their thing. They'd probably pull up with, like, 30, 40, 50 people at the parties. So they'd perform, like, three songs and, like, it would be jumping so we naturally kind of like shifted that into like like I wanted to like okay I can do concerts now cuz I love concerts and then um yeah and then in the future I definitely want to do like like a big festival so um yeah that's how it went and then so I started like there's like different companies and shit I started like with different names and shit but um so I've did like local showcases I've done this thing called The mall okay. where it's like um we just get a bunch of, like, it's like a, pretty much just, like, a marketplace with, like, a bunch of different brands, but we called it a mall. Uh, I did, like, a karaoke party uh, where, like, we made, like, all the karaoke graphics and shit. Um, what else have I done? We did, like, did like a panel talk before. Um, we've done, what else have we done? And then, yeah, like, Munchies was, like, the newest one that we did. Um, but, yeah, naturally, it just went from, like, me doing parties, so wanting to book myself to, like, okay, I can do other things. And then I even went to school for events and shit like that so events are always because for me as a dj i was like a lot of people aren't doing this shit right right like how are you telling me that you're doing a party you're booking a dj and you don't have the money to pay the dj that's the whole reason that your party is like even successful in anyone's eyes so i'll just like i just noticed what everyone was doing wrong i wanted to book myself so i'm like let me just start doing parties and and shit like that so that's how it started and then like i said yeah that just grew my interest just grew into like more stuff so like and like now I know like I'm sick at event planning like I just like to talk about my own shit like I know I can plan an event really well it's just now how can I like um, keep it going and like shit like that and like expand the team and how can we get things running and how can we do events in other cities and right how can we okay this event had 50 people how do we now make it a hundred people and sell it out and do things like that how can we bring new ideas and get people new experiences and shit like that so yeah event panning is one of those things where i'm like like there's like a career there kind of thing where i want to like expand that bigger
0: i love it bro i'm very i honestly where i'm inspired by what you do because you do a lot of stuff and you do it really well and also you're you're to do what you do bro you can't you have to be kind of fearless as well so i really admire that bro i love that and it's cool as fuck to me man i'm excited to see where it's going
1: i appreciate it Yeah, like i said like I'm, like, past level one, but, like, I don't feel like I'm on that level 10 yet, but it's like, oh, you guys like this now, like, wait till you Absolutely, see. Absolutely, Like, wait till you see what's actually in my head, like, this is only what we could have pulled off now, so I'm, I'm excited to let people, like, have new experiences and shit like that, because, like I said, even if you don't like going to parties, like, there might be something else you want to do to, like, spend your Saturday. Absolutely. And, like, there's just, there's so much things that you can do, and... Where I'm like, ah, there's nothing to do in Toronto. Okay, now if I can give people a reason where I'm like, okay, you're, this is not just your regular Saturday night where you're going to do like X, Y, and Z. Like maybe we can give you a new experience where you are gonna remember it for like a couple of years. So cause there's definitely events I've went to where I'm like, oh, I still remember like going to this like cool event and I got this or this happened and this person was there. So if I can start providing experiences for people to like have like a new a new thing to look forward to, like I love that.
0: I love it, bro. I, I love it, man. And going to events like that, I always come back feeling, like, a little inspired as well. Like, exactly, It's like, exactly yeah. there's a lot... You meet a lot of people with... Exactly. On a similar journey.
1: Yeah, even, like, if it's not, like, a networking event, I fucking hate, Like, networking to <laughs> me is, like, so fucking annoying. But, yeah. like, you just naturally meet people. Like, even, like... So, the concept of, like, my, like, event brand is called Dreams Are Working Now. So, it's called Dawn. Okay. So, the whole every brand I've made has kind of been made in the aspect of like putting other people on. So when you go to an event, there's your photographer, your videographer, your entertainment, and your, uh, the people at the door, the door, the bar and your, your people. So pretty much I wanted all my events to have that environment where it's not a networking event, but everybody there is like dope and interested in like the same kind of vibe and things like that. So like naturally we're like, so like what happened at Munchies which was dope was um, our server uh, is also an artist and our chef had um, had a an event like a couple of days after so that that artist that linked up with the chef um, they went on to do content later because he went to go visit the food truck and now that's the chef's biggest um video on tiktok had like 10k views and like in like in, in, that's in two that's real. so it's just cool that like like-minded people can just come together and then now you two so like when i do showcases like if this artist and this artist never knew each other before you guys are performing together you guys are in the green room together you guys are naturally gonna come together and now you guys maybe make a song now i'm bringing people together that weren't together and shit like that and i think ultimately that's the best part in events where you don't even really have to be, like, the outgoing person that's, like, networking and shit like that. But naturally, the person besides you and this person, you got to experiencing the same shit, you guys might exchange info and be like, oh, you're really a dope person, too. And then other shit comes from that. So I think that is almost the best part of events, too, is just you're in the room with, like, like-minded people experiencing the same shit. Naturally, you guys are going to grow together and be like... Or you, like... There's been, like, instances where, like, um people have came to my parties... Like, three years later, worked at, like, the same restaurant. Because, like I said, there was 400 people. And they're like, yo, did you go to that party, too? Yeah, I went to that party, too. And it's like, yo, what the fuck? Like, And now you guys have something to bond on that, like, you guys never knew. Or it could be like, yo, do you remember this, uh, this Party Next Door concert that happened these years ago? And it's like, yeah, now you guys are growing on that. So there's, like, certain experiences that, like, you know, you never know who's in the room. And you can meet them years later down the line. You can meet them there. And then you can just grow a bigger relationship with them, so
0: you're absolutely right bro you're absolutely right and for you to facilitate that is extremely important Yeah, Because i feel that bro i feel that as it's kind of, i kind of view it as like people that speak the same language as me like 100%. sometimes when you listen to like the same underground artist it's the sickest thing ever that's, you know? why, that's, like, why, that's shit why i like love that.
1: concerts because it's like i mean most times everybody's in that room to see that one person yeah so we're all like yo this is our guy and it's even better if it's, like, okay, if it's not happening at, like, ACC, I call it ACC still. But if it's not happening yeah. at a big con like, if it's happening at, like, Mockup, I mean, I still call it Marko. Like, I'm going yeah. to name every venue Shout by, like, Mark it's Club, OG, OG shit. So, Mockup has, like, 300 people. I remember seeing Black there mm. years ago when, like, he had his, like, free Black concert. But it's, like, everybody there now has that experience. Like, 300 people in your city have that solo experience of, like, yo, I remember Black in this room. Facts. Now Black is doing two history shows. He, it's he went very from, special. He went from three hundred people to like three thousand.
0: It's real shit. You know,
1: so I I remember seeing like early Travis Scott shows, and then going to Travis Scott's biggest show in at ACC. So it's just like when you when everybody's on that same vibe and like we all feel that same energy. We were like, yo, like, like that energy around that Travis show because this is like days before Rodeo Travis. So this is like twenty fifteen. was on tour with Young Thug. Young Thug couldn't make it. But it was, like, everybody there was, like, yo, this is the guy.
0: Is that at Danforth Music Hall? Danforth
1: Music Hall. So, like, everybody in that line was, like, yo, like, this is the guy. Like, this is the guy. And little did we know, he would drop more albums and become bigger and bigger starting that he is now. But that energy that was in that crowd was, like, yo, we're all seeing, like, special. Something special here. So, like, that's, like, a, a special moment that, like, only conscious can give you where, like, we know why we're all here.
0: Yeah.
1: And we're all here to do the same shit and experience the same shit.
0: You're absolutely right, bro. Like, even when you were telling your earlier story, like, if I saw D Savage pull up that, and I wasn't expecting that, yeah. that, that would be wild. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, sure, nah, that would be crazy. Yeah, nah, those times were crazy because um, I remember, well, D Savage, like, we, like, um shout out on Underground Toronto. That's, that's what we we went okay. under. Um, shout out K-Frame, shout out Zabby, all of them. Um, we used to, we, like, flew out D-Savage to, like, come do, like, a show. Um, I still don't even really know how that happened, but we got to hang out with D-Savage and, like, Joey Fast for the day. Um, and Shout this is, Joey yeah, this is, like, from time. I remember they sent me, like, an unreleased song, and this is, like, right before I Know came out. Like, I Know Part 2 came out. So, like, right before there, but D-Savage was still bubbling in the underground. So, like, everybody that was in there was like, yo, like, you've never seen D-Savage that close in the... In a little warehouse like no. that ever again, like no. that shit, shit was crazy. In yeah, in Toronto, definitely not. And then we did it again a month after with like Uno the activist,
0: huge as well. Yeah,
1: so like yeah, those are those are crazy times. But I remember there was like a we did a party one time, and we just got a DM and it it was just like yo JSO wants to come to the party. You heard about the party? And I was like like yo what the fuck? And then like you're looking around the party and you see Wonder Girl there. You're like yo like like what the fuck like, but it's just like. We, our shit was just buzzing so much that, like, these people in Toronto, like, the older heads and shit. Because we were all, like, some of us were underage. It was, like, 17, 18, 19.
0: Yeah. And, we're like, it noise.
1: Yeah, but we were making noise. We were, like, the people that were, like, 25 or, like, you know, around there. We were, like, mid-20s. We were, like, yo, what the fuck's going on here? Like, these kids are fucking, like, turning shit up. So, yeah, like, those times were sick where, like, you would literally walk in and you would see, like, like rappers, like, local rappers and shit that you fuck with. you're, like, oh, shit.
0: That's awesome, bro. That is awesome, man. Again, I'm super excited to see what it turns into. It's gonna be even crazier.
1: Yeah, yeah. Nah, no, it's dope. That. Cause even like, even those connections that like I've built from over there, like from those times, it's like, it's still like last now where like people recognize me on the street or whatever. And they're like, yo, like, I remember those times. So
0: yeah, those times are sick. Fucking friendships can be built through creating shit. It's a crazy
1: thing. 100%. Yeah. And like, yeah, I always try to look out for everybody. Like, just opportunities and shit like yo know, like, like swing them people's ways and shit like
0: that like I'm you're a real that. one for that bro again like i see it i see the work you put 100%. in it's very i really really respect it bro no, i
1: appreciate
0: it um one thing i want to ask you just because i'm a i feel like you're a pretty big underground hip-hop guy okay is that fair to say yeah, yeah. who who are your some some of your like favorite underground guys not even necessarily now but your favorite cause I love like that SoundCloud air. I grew up in that yeah, shit nah. too yeah nah so
1: that like that was my shit like even Same. like DJing in like 2015 to like 2018 times like I was really looking back at me like yo we're really not playing guys like Drake or anything like that like we were literally play. like I remember like the week Play by Cardi's first album came out and literally I think I played that whole album like front to back we Heart. just played the whole album and the place was going crazy so like yeah, those guys like like the Cardis, the Uzis, the Twenty Ones, the Kodaks, the, the like all those guys. Then there's like the Duop Canes and yep. the Twenty One Savage. Oh, not Twenty One, um, D Savage yeah. and like young just Weege. yeah, Young Weeds. Yeah, like they're, there's they're, a whole
0: wave, bro.
1: Yeah, then there's Key. Then there's like Father. There's like it, it goes deep. And then to now, see like now all those guys. Like I remember like being up on like X and Ski early, like. Yeah. I was a big no jumper guy, like little pump, smoke perp. Uh, little Tracy, <laughs> yeah, little Tracy, like all oh, yo. There's so there's so like the so list, many. like literally, I would just be on SoundCloud just liking everything. It's just like
0: me too, man. Be on the
1: radio stations, like yo, like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? So it's crazy to see, like okay, all these guys that you know, like made it out of there, are like making because like yo, play by Cardi's headlining rolling out. Like he's like he's the guy right now. Trust. And then now, seeing okay, now he starts his own label. So now you see like the Ken Carson, Destroy Lonely, the Homicide Gangs. Oh, this is shit. This shit reminding me of like when Cardi first started like five years ago. And then there's like um the Yeats, of course. There's like the Summers, the Can Can's, the, all these type of guys. Yeah. It's like oh, like this shit really evolving and like the underground scene is like not underground because years ago, like where Destroy Lonely is now, you would never see an artist of that size selling out a venue like history. You would never see a guy like Yeet selling out history back then. Because you got to think, like, SoundCloud those days were like, it was a big thing, but it wasn't like these venues and shit weren't booking these guys. You weren't seeing that. It was
0: very underground.
1: Like, you're seeing them at maybe Mod Club, maybe Velvet Underground. Yeah. So for them to be like on the same stages as like like, Tiana Taylor's or like other people like that, it's like, yo, like, what the fuck? So you're really like yo, the underground is like very mainstream and like these tick the TikToks is like blurred the lines of like a lot of stuff like that. We're like but like everything's exploding everywhere. Where like people are like yo, like what the fuck, like what's going on over there? What's going on over there? And like I love like like Lancy e. Foe like one of my favorite ones too. Um, yeah, there's like there's so much like like when people ask me about like what music I'm listening to, I'm like it's like I can't even tell you because the list is like can go on forever. Cause I'm like I'm jumping in genres or I'm listening to dancehall. Afrobeats, I'm listening to I'm a piano, I'm listening to R and B, I'm listening to hip hop. Then there's like the twenty thousand subgenres of hip hop. Absolutely. So
0: yeah, it goes everywhere. It goes everywhere, bro. And kind of what you said with the the TikTok, like the sound is kinda of everywhere. That's why I think the street shit is more important than ever in terms of paying attention to what's going on in the city. Yeah. Like what events are happening, what like who's coming out. Because to me that's where the culture really is, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I also like to see, like, um, what actually works in person. So as a exactly. DJ, you actually get to see what records actually move people. So there's, a like, a lot of things that, like music labels or radio or charts or online that will appear like they're big, but what's actually moving people. And that's even what was, I found interesting in, like, 2016 and shit, where it was, like, Play by Cardi is not charting, but he has a, a this warehouse of two hundred kids going fucking crazy. Nuts. So what's actually moving people? So like even like so right now I'm inter- interning at um at a music label so I'm just seeing how how the inner workings work like behind the scenes how a lot of this shit is like smoking mirrors or like paid promo and all this type of stuff, but you're you get to see um. So like like as a DJ now I get to know, okay, this is what people think works and this is what actually works. And I think that's the benefit as a DJ, you get to see records work or move people. The best was like when I play a song that like you may not know the song, but now you're moving. You're like, yo And the best compliment as a DJ is like, yo, what song is that? Or you see them shazamming. Or they start peeking at your laptop. That's the best compliment. There was like this smoke burp song. It used to work 100% of the time. Ski Mask? It was was called 25-8. Okay. Super underground track. Like even the underground community was like, yo, what the fuck is this song? But every time I play this, I'm going to be like, yo, what the fuck is this? Every time. And I'm like, that's how you know certain shit move or like... When people don't even know what the song is and they're just, they're, just they're, they're vibing they're dancing. Like their body's not even letting them act like they don't like the song.
0: That's real.
1: That's how you know what's really moving people and what songs are are really doing. Because sometimes of like, I just look at the Billboard Hot 100 sometimes as a DJ. You might have, like, a more corporate gig where you got to play, like, some Billboard shit. And you're like, what the fuck are these tracks? Right. But Billboard says it's popping. But I've never played them in my life. I never heard them in my life. <laughs> So who's really listening to this shit? Yeah. Or like, you know, like certain things will be like, this is the best artist, and you're like, who? But like, yeah, as a DJ, you can't you can't like, people don't lie.
0: That's what people, I like, people people
1: will let you know if the track you're playing is shit.
0: That's what always appeals to me, bro. And and even going back to like X seeing how those kids... Remember, I think it was a Rolling Loud or something where the crowd was just crazy. There's a crazy photo of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yo, that can't be bought. Exactly. You no. know, that that's yeah, real. Nah,
1: the X thing is uh, it was crazy because I remember his last performance at Rolling Loud, like, before, like, maybe, like, a week or two after he got shot, I was at that Rolling Loud. So, 2018.
0: I think that's the one I'm talking about.
1: So, yeah, like, I remember he came out because it was, like, when him and, like, Ski were, like, on good terms. And then I remember, like, when the crowd seen him like pop out, like everybody was like, yo, yeah. crazy. And then after he came back like a couple hours later and like he did like that set in the rain, it was pouring rain, like it was pouring rain. And like everyone was going crazy to like look at me and all of his tracks and shit. But like seeing like there was like that energy when like no one, like people knew who X was. And then when he went to jail and he came out, when he came out, holy
0: fuck, that shit started beefing with Drake.
1: Like, all that, all that shit is, is Ks Like, that like that whole era is kind of, like, I think needs to be studied more. Because it's, like, that let you know when, like, like the people were dictating shit.
0: Absolutely. Like, Lil Pump was going dumb yeah, crazy. Lil Pump might have been the biggest rapper in the world for a bit.
1: That, yo, try I this.
0: swear to God.
1: Bro, try, Like, there's, like, those videos of, like, him performing D-Rolls at, like, early Rolling in the house. And it's, like, yo, like, the whole people are moving, like. And, like I said, you can't fake
0: that. No. Do you, um, I'm way off topic, but fuck it, bro. <laughs> You're in now. Yeah. Fucking, do you pay it to, were you a fan of like 70s rock and shit like that? Like, especially punk 70s? I
1: wasn't, no, but like, I'm hearing that a lot of the shit that's going on now is like.
0: That's, that's kind of right what now. I was going to say. I'm a, Like, there's a bunch of bands from that time period, like New York in the se- late 70s. Mm-hmm. Very grimy, like underground yeah. but made it you know yeah, yeah. and people went crazy and i always felt like the underground of hip-hop is similar to
1: 100 yeah because it was like even if you think about like yadi yadi is one of the biggest rappers right now and there was like that point when yadi first came out where they're like yo this is the anti-christ so fucking absolutely hip-hop. man we're like the older heads are like this is not the guy now he's the guy
0: he's uzi he, too bro is
1: you know i'm saying uzi cardi all the all rap 21 Savage, no one expected 21 Savage to be as big as he is now. Kodak. Kodak, how much... Kodak gives everyone a hit
0: every year. Honestly, the two two that I think are the ultimate examples, uh, Sosa, Chief Keef, mm-hmm. and Young Thug. Yep. Bro, Young Thug, early people were clowning.
1: Yeah,
0: Unbelievable like, music. Like, I think
1: the most influential time... Like, I can't, not most of all time, because people probably get on my neck about that, but like 2013... To 2018, you've seen a like there was a shift. So like 2008, when Kanye dropped the Heart, it heartbreaks. There was a shift. And before that, it was probably like the early 2000s. There's just like there were certain time periods that just shift yep. the next generation. All the shit you're seeing now is from like 2016, all that type of shit. And then I mean, everybody now's just sampling old old records and just bringing them back from early 2000s. But like, the hip-hop that's actually, like, pushing the needle is really coming from, like, that 2016.
0: I completely agree with you, bro. And even, like, I'm going to, again, just throw this out there. But, like, the 2012, 2013, like, the whole ASAP Rocky. Yeah. Yo, if you ever think back on the ASAP Rocky, like, family tree, it's nuts, bro. Yeah, Because yeah. he was early with Yadi. He mm-hmm. was early with Cardi. Cardi, yeah. He awesome. was early with all these guys. X, even. He showed up X yeah. a lot of love. Like, nah, like, ASAP
1: Mob is... It's crazy. It was crazy. Even if we're talking about in that time time period, you have Odd Future. Look at the art Future family You Yeah, Frank Huge. Ocean, the Internet. You have Taco. That's in all these movies and shit now. Like Jasper's on Jackass. Tyler the Creator is one of the biggest rappers in the world. Like, so like, yo, like, there's been a lot of good moments in hip hop that just now you just see the results of it, and it's crazy. I mean, it, like, it's not Rocky. Yet. Like the ASAP mob, like that's kind of how like my name is kind of structured. Like that's based on like how my name. Yo, is. he
0: changed spelling. They changed spelling, bro.
1: Yeah, so literally the R-B-M's. whole reason why there's an X in my name is because of like, he's like that's when they were turning into fucking A's to V's and all bro, that. stuff. Bro, they shit. were really
0: on that shit, and yeah, yeah. the Rocky where Rocky kind of is not he. You can't say he's ever became like the biggest rapper in the world, but he's yeah. built such a fucking interesting. Yeah, like, he's killing it, bro. Yeah, for obvious reasons, bro.
1: Like I wish he like didn't go fashion more and stayed on the rapping shit. Cause like like in twenty thirteen when Live Love ASAP was out, nobody could tell me there was a better rapper than ASAP Rocky. Fire! I promised you that was the best rapper in the world. He
0: was on fire, bro. But, like his
1: flow was the like it was just too clean. Like I never heard no shit like that before. And then the beats like with Clamp Casino and all that shit like. Like, Rocky, at that point, was literally, like I said, like, the greatest rapper of all time. Like, for me, Drake is always number one. But there's been times where I'm like, yo, like, there's these these other guys, man. They're going
0: crazy. (laughs) Absolutely, bro. Rocky's fucking, that run he had was unreal.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, and he's always good with the music. It's just, like, you could tell it's not his priority.
0: No, and I fuck with that, too, man, because he's growing up as well. Exactly, I think he's yeah. probably close to forty years old now. He's not like a young yeah. young man.
1: That's crazy. Like all the people like I grew up on now, it's like, damn. I was getting old, bro. Like- <laughs> I was watching a, da- a
0: Danny Brown interview. He's like, yeah, I just turned forty. I'm like, oh fuck.
1: Yeah, like that I remember. Sense. I remember when Danny Brown first came out. Like those twenty, like you know, twenty thirteen was like it was a good year for hip hop. Was. Because that that like lays the foundation of like all of our biggest stars. That's your your like future probably came in like twenty twelve. But then you have your Kendrick's, your Coles, your Drakes, your Danny Browns, your ASAP's, your Odd Future's, all these guys. So
0: I love talking hip hop history, man. There's so much. Yeah, to no, i like, even like that recent.
1: Yeah, fat. No, I'm like I'm I'm a strictly music. Like every time people try to come up to me, they're like, like like sports. I'm like, nah. You like movies, TV shows? Nah, like you gonna talk about music all day? Like I'll go, I'll go, I'll that. talk forever. Like I'm a strictly music guy, like. Even, like, the clothes I wear, everything, like, half the time, you're seeing me, like, like music merch. Good for you, music man. Music merch. You're seeing me, like, at a concert. Something to do with music. Like, I'm, like,
0: live, breathe, eat shit music. Like, it's crazy. I relate to that, too, bro. Because even, like, I, I I was always that kid that was looking for new shit to listen to. Yeah, yeah. And even I was now, a
1: LimeWire bandit, like.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and then after that, YouTube to MP3. Yep. Honestly, I still use that. Fuck yeah. But uh, even like, yeah, real funny, funny story. You know the song Freaky T"?
1: Yeah, Tia Kareem.
0: You fuck with it? Mm -hmm. I think it's fire. I had not heard that until yesterday. I'm walking in my neighborhood and like a 13-year-old kid is Mm -hmm. blasting it, riding his bike. And I'm like, yo, what song is that? So I'm fucking shazamming the kid's phone. I just Mm -hmm. thought it was like a funny image. Yeah, yeah. about to be 20. I'm 27. Yeah, yeah. Just Bonding over this kid's yeah, music. Yeah. Banger, bro. Tia, Kareem. I think we talked about this on camera, team. but I was
1: saying how, like, I like hearing other people's, like, what the fuck they're playing.
0: Yeah. Listening to what
1: the kids are bumping, like, they're always on some new shit still. Like, they're the shit that, like, my little cousins like and all shit. I'm, I'm like, what you know about little Dirk and all oh, these shit. people and shit like that, but just seeing, like, because obviously you should see, like, what the kids actually like, because that's what they're going to respond to, because... When I was, like, running the fuck out of nothing was the same and Take Care, now you see that Drake is the guy. Exactly. You, that music that you're bumping, like, when you're in high school, like, sticks with you forever. So you want to see what the kids are really into and what they're actually moving, because that's what's really going to transcend. Because what was cool, the other day I did, um, it was, like, a school dance. It was, like, grade seven and eight. Okay. So seeing what the fuck they reacted to was, like, like, like mm. mind-blowing. So, like... You see Ice Spice work, and you're like, okay, Ice Spice is going to be, like, I already know Ice Spice is going to be here for a long time, but the way that the kids reacted when they heard the Ice Spice records, you're just like, okay, nah, it's like a real star power. Because the kids will let you know for sure if they don't like the song. When I said people are not faking it, if you play for some kids, if they go crazy, that shit goes stick for them forever, so.
0: I agree with you, That was an
1: interesting DJ gig because you're just watching, like. Okay, they like these classic songs and then they like these songs and these songs really work and this really works. This doesn't work. Okay. So, like, just seeing all that was really interesting.
0: We always, and kind of that's why I brought up Rocky because he's always, I think, had his ear to the younger generation. Yeah. I always kind of took that. Like, I always want that too. Like, I want to hear what the. Yeah. Well, I would say the biggest person that did that is definitely Drake. Like, I was going to say Gucci. Yeah.
1: I would. I, I still give it to Drake, but Gucci was really Drake good with
0: a it. a monster, though.
1: Gucci was really good with it because he reinvented himself with, like, Pooh Icy, and then he had, like, the Waka Flocka wave and some yeah. guys like that. But I think Drake, like, the way he just, like, wave jumps.
0: He knows everything, bro. <laughs> everything, Toronto. every genre. Like, er, he, Bro, he, I still feel he was pretty early on the, like, press and smoke dog and all that. Like, he, like, it, yeah. they were buzzing for sure, yeah. but, like... In,
1: in Toronto, you're like, that makes sense. But, like, even, like, like, the Afrobeat shit. Like, you're talking about a time, because, like, like, just me DJing and just, like, knowing how the shit went. We weren't hearing Afrobeats at parties or in clubs, like, and, and like, a, a set until, like, 2018, 2019. Like, it was a straight dance hall. So if you're not playing hip-hop R&B, you're playing dance hall. Right. So when Drake came out with, like, um, like, One Dance and shit like that, that introduced me To the world of that, even like when Drake jumped on like shit with Skepta and shit that opened me up to that. When Drake jumped on tracks with PopCon and stuff like that, opened me up to dance hall. So even like he was on pretty like Bad Bunny pretty early with like Mia and stuff like that in like 2018. So there's like certain shit that like I'm like, yo, because I think Drake is like a real, like he's just like a real music guy too. Like
0: I agree. He's er a, he was, er he was the, to me, like the first time I heard Migos.
1: Yeah. He's a, like, Migos, Cole, like, if you look at his, um, that Club Paradise tour, he was Kendrick. bringing out Waka Flocka, J. Cole, Kendrick, A$AP Rocky. Yeah. All these people. Even, um, he did Ovio Fest. He booked Frank Ocean at one point. Like.
0: Even his little, like, I Love McCone in the era. Like, yeah. I fuck with that, too. Yeah.
1: Blockboy JB. Who yeah. heard of him before that? Like, there's, like, certain shit. Like, he's really, like, the Fetty Wops. Like, the, the. When Drake Smart was a guy, man. Yeah, like he like he does it right, like like that. Like I said, that's that's my number one. Like we could debate all day. Anyone could debate all day with me about Drake. Like I'm a I'm a <laughs> I guy. I
0: But what like what is there to debate with Drake, bro? Like it's assault. Like he's that's
1: he's, what, that's what, that's
0: what I think. You but know people what? like you no. Know, there's always criticism criticism that
1: whatever whatever you can do more for the city or he's he this or ah he doesn't. But I don't know, bro. Like, to me, I'm like, that is the ideal situation for any artist. You've never, not you've never seen it, but there's only been, like, Jay-Z and Kanye that have, like, transcended generations. Yeah. Because even kids now are like, they're like, yo, peak Drake is 2018. I'm like, what the fuck?
0: And there, yeah, there's, like, 10 years of prior Drake. Do you not know 2012 Drake? Yeah. There's 2008 Drake. underground Drake, yeah. Like, so, like, that's how you know that, like...
1: Even like like my grandma will fuck with like fucks with Drake songs.
0: Drake is a household name, bro. And That's what I'm in twenty twenty three, very very rare. That's what I'm saying, yeah. That's real shit. W- with the kids' music, fucking sometimes the shit they they're playing, I fuck with. Yeah. Do you ever hear that? I don't even know how to pronounce the guy's name, like Rebsick or some shit. It blew up on TikTok. It's more of like a fast it's like a weird techno song but okay. it's a fire bro like some of yeah. these songs are hard even yeah. like pink panther is bro like she's, yeah, to yeah me she's, t- she's like the goat mm-hmm.
1: yeah that's like, like that she's like, 18 or that uk shit. that uk garage and all that type
0: shit unreal like,
1: yeah nah music like there's there's no genres there's no borders in music no more like it's nah it's it's crazy and like tiktok is just, i mean i don't really understand sped up shit but like some like some people really love it. Like I'm more like the, the slow chopped in screw type Me of too. guy. But I don't really, I don't really understand like the sped up shit. But like if people like it, they like it. That's what moves the records, and you know
0: like. Facts. I feel like if I was a little younger, Yeet would be my favorite rapper. But I just, I think I may be past the Yeet phase. Like, he <laughs> just didn't do it for me, and I wanted to. I tried, yeah, yeah. you know, because the beats are hard. Yeah, but just something about didn't fit with me.
1: Yeah, I was talking to some older people too, and they're like, I don't get Yeet, and I try, I try to like put them on. I'm like, you'll play this one. It's a little bit more digestible. and they're like, ah, it sounds like everything. I'm like, okay, here's this one. It's like a bit more of a sound. And they're like, nah, this one's not it. But I'm just like, I don't know. Like Yeet is just like. He's a guy. Like I don't yeah, know. Like
0: for me, I like I like that he's a guy. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Yeah, I'm like I'm 24, so I don't know. Like I think, but I also just like I kind I think I feel I feel like I listen to music like in a different way. So I kind of understand. Okay, like this would work here, or this is good here, or I listen to this for this. I feel like a lot of people listen to music with like the same lens. Like, ah, there's no substance, or ah, the beat's good, or this yeah, is good, yeah. like stuff like that. So I don't know. Like I feel like I listen to music a little bit differently, but like me and all my friends are around the same age, like we fuck with eat.
0: So absolutely, bro. Shout out to eat. Man. Yeah, yeah. I, I I feel like if in another in, like I would have been a fan. Maybe I still will one day. Yeah, bro, yeah you never know. Like what I would guys... say
1: too is like when that shit clicks, it fucking hits you like absolutely. a train, like a shit.
0: Fam, I would listen to like Lil Peep.
1: Plastic. Oh, I love people. love PVA. And
0: some people will say this is the worst music ever. I don't yeah. fucking fight you over that type of <laughs> shit, you know? So it's yeah, like yeah. what are you gonna do?
1: Yeah, yeah. Nah, music is like just it's, it's I even tell like a lot of the homies that make music this too, I'm like, if you like it, somebody out there has like the same type of ears as you. Absolutely. So you never know. Someone may not like it here but likes this. Like I'm working with on um, this artist right now and like his sound is like a little bit different. And we played it for some people, and some people were like, ah, I don't know, or I like this more, or I don't like this. And I'm just like, yo, me and you think this shit's fire. There's somebody out there that's gonna feel the same way. If 10 people don't like the song, then, you know, like. Absolutely right. So, yeah, just, yeah, like music is very subjective. Like, I'd be hearing some shit, I'm like, what the fuck are like, I listening to? Yep. Or other times, I'm just like, yo, this shit's dope. And people are like, yo, what the hell are you listening to? So, yeah, it's the how most it goes.
0: subjective I think probably the most subjective thing in the world, music.
1: Hundred percent, yeah. Because there's no, there's no way you can, like, d- actually dictate. No. Like this is good and this is not. I mean, there's those moments where you like, everyone's just like, comes to consensus. We're like, all right, this is a good song, and I guess like that's how you know. But or like how long, how long something lasts. But there's still no, just you can't like it's on a report card. You can't,
0: you know. No. Do you fuck with that? Do you fuck with that? I saw there was some writer in LA that gave rappers a report card. Did you see that?
1: Yeah, but also like, I just don't agree with it. Even like when people do like when people do like list, is it honestly? It's like, it's just an arguing piece in my opinion. That's
0: all it is. It's just a, like all it
1: now working in writing, I kind of understand a lot of this shit more. When you work behind the scenes, like you see everything, you're like, okay, this is why <laughs> this happens. But so all that shit is really just for clicks, and it's just like drive conversation and like generate da 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 da. But like, it's all it's subjective. And, like, or i be seeing some shit, I'm like, like, what do you mean? Or whatever. And it's also just like, everyone has like different, like, jump points of like, exactly what you think. So, you might hear Coyler uh, Ray's song Players and think, oh, that's a nice beat. She came up with that beat. And then you don't realize that, like, that song's been sampled by Ice Cube and Diddy. And, yeah.
0: And
1: this was, so whatever your jump point is. So, like, if you first heard Coil Ray, so if that's the only time you heard that instrumental, You'd be like, oh, this is an interesting beat. Your dad or your sure. grandfather or whoever that listened to hip-hop from for years is just like, this is unoriginal. Facts. It depends on what your jump points are.
0: Absolutely right, bro. absolutely agree, man. This was a fucking awesome conversation, man. <laughs> a mi- hour 20 minutes. Shit, I can go forever. <laughs> Yo, this was unreal, man. You got to come back. We got to work some some other form, you know? Nah, for this sure. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm definitely down.
0: Let's get it, bro.
1: Yeah, I'm going to talk it. Like, like I said, when it comes to music, like I'm I'm, I'm a talk.
0: <laughs> I love that, man. Yo, shout out to your social media. Anything you wanna promote, floor is yours, man. Um I don't really have
1: anything too much going on, but <laughs> <laughs> or like I do, but I don't. But like, you know, book me to DJ your DJ your shit. Um I have a playlist called T Shells. Um, you know, you should check it out on Spotify and Apple Music. Um you can find me on all socials, T W X L L, you know, just just follow me and engage with me, you know, like there's always, there's always something we can do or get done or whatever. Um, yeah, like I said, there's not much to promote, you know. Just yeah, follow me on Instagram, and then that's that's my central hub. That's where I send everybody. Go to go to the Instagram, and then you know, we can we can go from there.
0: Yo, follow T Will, man. If you want to learn more about who's popping, follow this guy, bro. Appreciate it, my guy. Much appreciated Appreciate you for
1: having me. Um, shout out to Uncle Vinny because this is my first interview ever, and I was telling him off camera that things like this are important because. Um, not to get, like, dark or whatever, but, you know, whenever people are not here no more, you need these, like, certain captures and time capsules of time to um be, like, I remember when this person was here. So I definitely want to come back when I hit some more milestones and shit, and then we could talk about, yo, I remember when, like, da 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 So, like, this is Dang. important shit. Like, if this is your first time on this shit, you're watching because of me, or you just came across this on YouTube or whatever, like, yo, tap in and watch all the interviews and, like, taking everybody that he's because he's really he's really tapped in like he would be saying i'm tapped in he, he knows the people so you know make sure that you guys really engage with this guy
0: appreciate that fam. <laughs> i didn't pay him to say that either nah, nah. No, one can, no one
1: would pay me to say no shit like that stuff
0: <laughs> real world, man yo shout out to you will versatile vigilante like comment subscribe let's fucking get it man